This is WPCast, the tactical podcast where we help you accelerate your business with WordPress. I'm Doug from PodWP, where we specialize in designing and hosting podcast websites. And I'm David from FatCat Apps, where we build WordPress plugins such as easy pricing tables and easy opt-ins that drive conversions. This is episode 20, where we discuss WordPress site migrations. So this week, we've got a special guest, our first guest ever here in WPCast, Ben Perov from WPMotion.co. How are you doing, Ben? I'm doing great. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's, it's good to have you. So we're here um, live in Bangkok. The three of us are sitting in the same room and recording this. And um, Doug and I were planning on doing this episode on migrations. And we bumped into Ben, and he probably knows more about WordPress migrations than anybody else that I know. Yeah, I think... Uh... As far as experience goes, uh, how many uh, sites do you think you've migrated? I lost count a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Seems to be um, sites that I've migrated for, for people for um, probably about a couple years now. So a couple hundred at least. Yeah, so you've been in the uh, site migrations as a service business for a couple of years now, right? Yeah, I, I actually probably migrated my own site about 300 times. <laughs> and then through the course of the development of the plugin, just that's getting a, it tested. That's dedication right there. So I think the big problem with site migrations, or there's a couple of problems. I think the thing is when you're, you know, kind of like an average WordPress user where you know your way around the WordPress backend, you know, it's fairly easy to use. But when you're talking about migrating sites, all of a sudden you're talking about moving files and like migrating the database and, you know, changing some configuration files and stuff like that. And I think it just gets really, really overwhelming. And uh, we were talking about hosting last week, right? Yeah. So we thought this would be a good follow-up episode uh, because a lot of people wait too long to move to a new host. You know, we, we talked about it in the last episode where you kind of wait until it gets too painful to stay, you know, and you try to wait till your contract is up. And, you know, meanwhile, your site has been slow, it's been down, it's been hacked, and all sorts of other re- reasons why you should have moved a long time ago. Right. So so we feel like that is kind of keeping people from moving to better hosts. And I know that it has kept me as well in the past when, when I was on HostGator or something like that. Mm. And I wanted to move to a better host. And then you, it just kind of makes you think twice if you really should move because it's, it's so much potential well, headache. Yeah. And, and the, the other thing is that vendors oftentimes oftentimes will have uh, other things that lock you in. So they'll, they'll get you set up on their email system and, and they try to keep you uh, yeah. as long as possible, um, which, is, which is a problem. It doesn't make it easy to move whenever the time comes. Right. So I think like one piece of advice there would be that you're probably always better off buying your domain names completely separately from your hosting. And mm-hmm. I'm very glad that I've done this. I'm using Namecheap for domains. And mm-hmm. so thankfully, I've always separated domains from hosting because then it's much worse if you if you have the domain <laughs> at the host as well. And then you need to like maybe move the domain somewhere else. It's a, oh, yeah. It, it could be a, a number of things that happen. You, you, uh, you migrate your site to another host, but then DNS is still with the previous host. So you can't your, cancel your account. You effectively destroy the DNS records associated with that. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah. Uh, so most people uh, don't think of these things. Uh, I think a lot of people don't even realize that there is a database associated with the account. A lot of people maybe think site moving is easy. You just copy and paste until they actually want to do it, and then they realize it's way more work than, than they thought. Right. So the good news is that it's actually fairly straightforward once you kind of 
figure out the process, but um, it can definitely be confusing. Uh, I think another thing is um, that I want to bring up is like this trust issue where say you don't want to move your site yourself and you hire somebody and you know there's tons of people on sites like Odesk that offer to do it oh, sure, very yeah, cheap yeah. and I've actually done it and I've had like okay experiences you know I found like some trustworthy people on there mm -hmm. but if you're running a business that makes serious money and, and and then like you're handing the keys to the kingdom to some random person that you don't know and I, I, th I think I think there's like definitely a trust issue and I think that's also where services like yours then um, come in where you know like a stand-up guy and I think it's like very very easy like to relate to you and I think I think that's that's important when you when you hire somebody to do a site migration that you actually find somebody you can trust. Yes, uh, trust is a huge issue. Uh, if I am giving somebody my password to my site or my host, uh, you know that's that's kind of a big deal. Usually when I do migrations, I oftentimes recommend that people create a temporary account or change their password just for privacy reasons. Yeah. Um, just to give me access, but then to not use their standard password or whatever they may, may use for that. That makes sense. So let's talk about the process. We've identified this three-step process for moving a WordPress website. And the first step is to move the static files. Yeah, the, this is pretty much you can create an archive of the files in the control panel for your host. Or you, if you have shell access, you can log in, just zip everything up, and that that's uh, everything. In the oh, okay, so so that's because what what I've done in the past is I would actually, you know, I would like FTP into the FTP into the site, and then I would, you know, like copy and paste the entire content of my WordPress directory, uh, like uh, and so download you, it locally. But yes. then it's also it's very slow yeah. actually. Yeah, it's um, really yeah. slow because you you're dealing with lots of small files. Um, if you all you need really is the WP content directory. You don't need anything else. Right. So you just create an archive of that. And download it, and then this is basically the entire contents of right, so, that, so just for reference, WP content basically contains your themes, your plugins, and you know images. All your images, uploads, everything, everything, yeah. everything you've uploaded. Yeah, all the stuff that's custom to your site. Yeah, and WP admin, WP includes those. Uh, those are just the standard files that you shouldn't be changing anyway. So uh, you generally you, you don't need to copy them over unless you're doing something weird. Okay, so you've um, you've downloaded all the static files. What's what's the next step? Next step is the database. Um, the database contains all of your information, everything um, for plugins, for posts, for pages, all of your configuration. So you need to export the database. Usually, this is done with PHP My Admin. Uh, they provide a way to um, create a zip file that you download, and then everything is contained within that zip file. It's just right. one large export. And so. when you look at that file, it would be like a, you know, a couple of thousand of lines of uh, basically SQL queries. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, you brought something up, um, which is, um, so WordPress has an um, export tool as well, where you can export your posts and your pages. Um, but the problem with that is that it doesn't actually include everything. It doesn't include information specific to your plugin. So if you have W3 Total Cache or you have another plugin that has lots of configuration, that export feature in WordPress doesn't include that. So you need to do this uh, export through the uh, PHP My Admin in order to get everything. Okay. So now you, um, you've got the files, you've got the database locally. What's like how you're getting this under the under the new website, you have to upload them. You yeah. have to um, most in most cases for the database, you can log into PHP My Admin at the new host, and you can just point it to your zip file or whatever you have, mm -hmm. and and that's pretty much 
all you need. It's, that, that should be good enough. Right, so, so you, you create the database. You don't use one of those one-click WordPress install things when you're... It really depends. It's host-specific. Sometimes depends they, the host, yeah. they create the database for you. Sometimes, uh, you know, right. it, it's, you have to create it yourself, so... Yeah, so if they, integrate, if they create it for you, then you can like add the you know old stuff like in a new database, or you can create a new database. Yeah, for example, Bluehost, you need to actually create the database, and you need to create a user, and then attach the user to the database. So, yeah. so that, that that kind of thing is pretty common with uh, cPanel. Uh, there's just a few steps that are not really intuitive, and uh, there's I think there's some also other problems uh, with migrating a database that people may not realize. If you have a very large database. You had mentioned earlier if you uh, if the table prefix is, is different depending on the host. It's uh it's it's a considered a good practice to change the prefix of the of the table from WP underscore to something else. Um, if you have done that and you migrate the site uh, to a pre-existing database, uh, you will need to take care to change that in your WP config file. Okay, so then you're gonna install WordPress. On your new host? Mm, not usually. They, okay. They pretty much every host has one click right. WordPress install. So so, so. You, so you're gonna do that, and then what you have to do is you have to like upload your content from the WP content folder to the new site. So exactly. You, folder. you need to put all the static files back in the same directory on the new host. Yep. And then the last thing that remains that obviously depends on how you set up your WordPress install, but you need to make sure that your new WordPress install actually connects to the database that contains um, the information from oh, yeah. the previous if site. You, so, if you get that wrong, so that's in a, the in a first thing you can see file. When, you, when you connect to your site at the new IP address or the, the test C name is <laughs> error connecting to database, uh, error establishing database connection, and that's a pretty good sign that something didn't go right there. Right, so that's usually in the WP config, I think. Mm -hmm. So we've got the new site now, but uh, the, you know, the domain still points to the old host. Um, so what's what's the next step? Next step is to change DNS, which means uh, you have an A record that it's basically an association between a name and an IP address, and uh, you you need to change the IP address to point to the IP that is given to you by the new host. Uh, sounds simple, right? Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, the, I guess depending on the host and how it works, um, you might also be able to just you know point everything to their name servers. So maybe that's a bit. Easy as well. But maybe, so when we're talking about problems in the migration process, I think the database, that's just a little bit confusing to a lot of people, but also like when you're starting to deal with DNS, mm -hmm. um, it's just like a lot of potential it, it, hurdles. It can be time consuming if, if you're not familiar with the process and you're just kind of going about it haphazardly, uh, it can be kind of, kind of a difficult thing. You might run into a couple issues along the way and, and you know, if you're talking about uh, the site for your business, I, I don't think that that's necessarily a good thing. So one of the things that you have to be careful about is the TTL, which is time to live. And I think this is something a lot of people maybe, you know, understand the static file migration and understand the database enough to get that over. But then when it comes to the TTL, you know, they don't change it correctly. And you have a new site change over at different times, depending on, uh, on the DNS resolving. So how do you prevent that from happening? Yeah, it's uh, it, so if you don't lower the TTL prior to the migration, yep. you're going to be waiting a long time for that IP to change. So um, what's the, what's the default time to live of a DNS record? It's like uh, I don't know, 172,000 seconds. Okay, 
So basically, you would want to change the time to live, you know, one hundred thousand seven, you know, seventy-two thousand uh, seconds before, <laughs> because then it's 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 gonna take like the span of the time to live for um for, uh, for the like new time to live yeah, to, to shop, right? All the all the caching servers, um, right. DNS have to wait this amount of time right. before they check the the top level domain. So the recommendation would be to change it a couple of days before the move. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, you just lower it to a realistic number, yep. you know, um, something like, uh, five minutes or how, however mm. low you can go with that is the best. I think that's a really good point because I've been migrating a couple of sites myself and I've actually never done anything with the time to leave. And I guess it worked out okay, but none of those were mission critical sites. Either. I would, yeah, just to be sure, I would just change it a few days in advance before yep. you plan to actually do the switch. And then, um, so another issue is, they have to wait however long to check, but you don't know when it is that they're going to check or the last time that they checked. So if it's, say, a one-day check, they could have just checked it or they could be about to check it when you change it. So that's why yes, exactly. you recommend to do it that far in advance. Okay. So I think we've talked enough about the process. In some ways, it is pretty simple, but um, you just kind of like have to have to Google it and... Um, you realize that there's going to be some headache involved. So again, the process is to first, you know, get the static files and then like upload them to the new site, get a database and, you know, get that sorted out. And then the third step is um, the DNS. So the next thing we want to talk about are some plugins. And uh, the first thing we're going to discuss is uh, maintenance mode plugins, because it's important that uh, people don't see a broken site or a site that's in transition as you're doing the migration. And uh, so the first one we're going to talk about uh, is called uh, Seedprod. It's, it's coming soon by Seedprod. Coming, coming soon by Seedprod. Yeah. It's a pretty basic plugin. It's just, uh, you know, the, the site still works as normal, but it shows it coming soon um, screen that you can uh, configure. So it's a pretty good plugin. And I know the guy, John Turner, who, who built it, so I definitely recommend it. And you're a big fan of uh, Code Freeze, right? Yeah, Code Freeze is good. Um, it allows your site to be live. Basically, it's like a read-only mode for, for your site to prevent changes because if people are commenting on the site while it's being migrated, uh, there are, the possibility exists that those changes do not make it into the new site. So this plugin, uh, Code Freeze, prevents that from happening. And the other nice thing is that if you have multiple authors uh, or editors or administrators on the site, this prevents them from making any changes in the meantime. So in case you uh, forget to tell them or they don't see your email or just ignore you, then this prevents any of these other little changes from not making it over to the new site. Right, because that could be a big issue when somebody writes a new blog post after you've already migrated the database and then maybe it gets lost and it's... Oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the next uh, plugin we want to talk about is uh, Duplicator, which is a fairly popular plugin for migrating sites and this handles the static file at the static files and the database but it's missing a few things especially the dns and the maintenance mode so so um i've never used duplicator um, but it looks like a really good plugin it's the way it works that it um so you install duplicator on your old site on your old host and on your new site and then basically they like connect to each other and like send over the content of the, mm -hmm. you know, the files mm -hmm. inside of the WP content folder exactly. and the database. Right, right. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a few other plugins that do similar things yeah. um, with static files and, and database. Uh, they, they will package everything up into one file, mm -hmm. and then you can just transfer that, that individual file to the plugin on the new WordPress. Right. And then um, 
uh, the last plugin we've got here is WP Motion, which is your plugin, Ben. And it's still in development, right? Um, yeah, it's still, it's still in development, um, but it's, uh, I think, at a point right now where I can, I can start to build out support for additional hosts. Um, so, so basically, what, what the plugin does, it's kind of it's like it takes the best things from Duplicator and Code Freeze and also does the DNS uh, transition it, automatically. It, it does right? include the DNS transition, yes. So it's basically, a, it's like a 100% automated um, site migration. So yeah. It's like no human um, input involved. No, there, there's there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to make that possible. Um, I, I've got I've got a server running on Amazon, but effectively uh, it, it makes uh, everything happen in the exact sequence that needs to take place. Yeah. And it, there are tons of checks to make sure that everything is in place before it finally does the DNS switch. Um, it will it will do a compare on the old site and the new site, and make sure they're exactly the same content-wise. Um, it, it does a whole bunch of things, uh, but then it will switch DNS uh, when the time is right. Right. And um, I remember you showed me the flowchart of how the process works, and you know, like you gave me some insights on on how your uh, WP motion tool works, and I'm just so impressed with it. I mean, this is some it's some pretty uh, so some some pretty amazing, I think, engineering uh, that you that you put into this. I, I spent a fair amount of time on it. What, was it like? Was it like six months at like eighty hours a week or something <laughs> crazy like that? Uh, close. <laughs> yeah, I spent about four and a half months at you know between eighty to ninety hours. Well, so it it you know it came together pretty. Um, the first day that I got the migration to work, just stood up and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "This is holy cow!" That's, that's great. Um, so and you said right now you only support Bluehost to to yeah, WP Engine. Yeah, at the right? moment it's just Bluehost to WP Engine. And, um, and and the reason for that is the DNS migration, right? Because. Um, you could do everything with the exception of the DNS migration theoretically um, from like any host to any host, right? Yeah, I, but you theoretically, kind of, yeah, yeah, I, I can. Um, and I, I do plan to... It just takes time for you to build out... Um, yeah, each um, support for each host is contained in a library and I just right. need to create that library which is right. specific to that host. So perhaps, you know, HostGator, DreamHost, um, GoDaddy uh, will, will be some of the next on the list. Okay, yeah, then. That makes sense. Um, maybe also look into some of the new uh, managed WordPress hosts that we've talked about last week, like Flywheel. Um, could be. Yeah, Flywheel, Synthesis. Uh, we had, we'd mentioned there's kind of a, a big uh, move to these managed hosts now. Um, Pagely. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, th I, th I think anything where there's somebody migrating from a slow and you know bad uh, shared host to like a nice and shiny, you mm -hmm. know, like good, good host. So yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Um, on a on another note, um, the last piece of advice that I would have regarding site migrations is um, make sure you get the timing right. So I'd probably recommend doing it in like off hours or on weekends. And if you're running uh, PPC campaigns like AdWords or Facebook ads or something like that, you're probably better off pausing them. You know, while you're doing the migration, just to make sure you know nothing nothing goes wrong and, and that side of things. Yeah, I think uh, you know pretty much any time you do a major change like this, you Hope that nothing's going to go wrong, but you do want to uh, have some uh, some leeway and uh, a little bit of a buffer just in case things do go wrong. 
or to have somebody on standby while while the migration is yeah. taking place yeah. even is is a good idea. Yeah. And you're also um, offering um, services right now, service migration. So, so in addition to the tool that you're building, yeah. In addition to the plugin, uh, I can I can do migrations of any number of WordPress sites, including including multi-site WhordPress. Yeah, which that seems to be a whole different piece yeah. than which That's much trickier. Yeah, I can say from experience. <laughs> so again, uh, Ben's site is wpmotion.co and. The URL for this episode is wpcast.fm slash migration. So we'd love to hear your thoughts and experiences uh, on migration and, and hosts. And we'd appreciate if you leave a comment. And um, horror, horror stories are welcome, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think we all have some of those. So we'd be happy to answer your questions and uh, give some advice. Thanks for listening. You can go to wpcast.fm to download our WordPress toolbox, which contains our 50 favorite tools. We'll see you next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.